Do you ever feel like you are fighting for financial knowledge? Well, now you can get it at no cost or obligation. You can get a copy of our hot off the press 401k survival guide or take advantage of a complimentary consultation valued at over $999. Call Kevin Frisbee at 800-998-5649. Again, that's 800-998-5649. This episode of Financial Safari is brought to you by Kevin Frisbee and Frisbee & Associates for all your retirement needs. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Truths, half-truths, and flat-out lies. No, we're not talking about politicians in Washington. We're talking about some common myths about retirement planning. It's our own version of Mythbusters Retirement Edition. Hi, this is Coach Pete. And if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Financial Safari is the program. Kevin Frisbee is here, and I'm consumer advocate Steve Sudol. Kevin, of course, is, uh, well, he's president of Frisbee and Associates, author of a great little book called Every Dime Every Day. He's a fiduciary, uh, a fiduciary firm, Frisbee and Associates. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? I'm great, Steve. How are you doing this weekend? Very, very well. It's uh, it's nice out there. It feels like, ah, you know, I, I don't want to say normal, normal, but it's it's getting a little bit better, don't you think? Yeah, it's always my favorite time of year. I, I, uh, I've said that before. I look forward to the warm weather. Um, never going to wish it away. No. Although September coming up here, not very far down the road, is one of my favorite months because of the crisp main air. But I still like the heat, and I'm going to enjoy it while it's here. Well, then speaking of September, is uh, are you still hoping to uh, start seminars again in September? Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. We are. Uh, they're tentatively scheduled, and uh, we expect that we're going to probably wait a couple more weeks before we announce the dates and locations, just simply because I want to make sure that things can go as normal because it's a big effort we put out there to get um, to get the seminar scheduled and logistics and the locations and get a mailer out and all that kind of thing to people that uh, as far as an invite. So we're, we're still ho- hoping that we can start our seminars up in September and I'm, I'm hopeful uh, that we will be able to do that. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, we'll keep us posted, of course. And, and as we, uh, Jump into this uh, at this point. Um, we know that you know we got to save for retirement. I get it, um, but this year has been a weird one to say the least. And so let's talk about some myths. I like this mythbusters. Um, so there's the the old uh, the old chestnut, as we like to say. You have to save this much money or else. Yeah, and usually that number is a million dollars. I can't tell you how many people have come in here and said. Oh my goodness, I've read this online and I read these books that say I have to have a million dollars before I retire. Well, my comment to that is we're in Maine and uh, there's plenty of people here with a million dollars in retirement money saved up, but most people do not have a million dollars in retirement money saved up. So how do you figure out if you have enough saved up? That's the whole key. So it's a myth that you need a million bucks. I've seen people retire with a couple hundred thousand and be comfortable. Here's how you model it out. Pretend you're in my office and we're, I'm up on the whiteboard getting in my teacher mode. This is exactly what you're going to encounter if you ever, ever come in and, and visit with us. And my clients that are listening, thanks for listening to this week. You know exactly what I'm talking about when I, when I go through this right now because you've done it with me. 
So you draw on the, on the whiteboard budget need and two parts of the budget need is basics and lifestyle. And there's a number. And I tell people, if you don't know what that is before we meet again, I want you to go figure what that number, what that number is, what you need on a monthly basis for, for, for living. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's $6,000. Okay. Your fixed income at retirement could be social security. If there's two of you in the household, social security, social security, or social security mainstay retirement, maybe you have a pension. What are the fixed incomes add up to? And let's say they're 3000. All right. There's a gap difference of $3,000 between what you need for your budget and what your fixed incomes are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fixed incomes, AD, the next column. And I ask people, what does AD mean? What does that mean? Fixed income, AD. And I, a lot of people hesitate. It's not a trick question. Fixed income after death, if they're married or have a partner and they're sitting in my office, what is the fixed income after somebody dies? Sure. So it's not 3000 anymore. It's probably 2000 let's just say, because one of the social security checks are gone. Okay. And then money. So I'm, pa- I'm painting the picture that there's a gap when there's two of you here and there's a gap when there's one of you here. And if you're single, it's easier to figure out because there's a gap, whatever the gap is. You don't have to worry about leaving money behind for a spouse or a partner. And then you take money. How much money do you need saved up in a retirement account to give you the $3,000 a month in gap? That's how you figure it out. Okay. And that's how you model that out. And that so makes sense. You, yeah. And if you if you figure out, I need, if you're doing a 6% withdrawal rate, right? 6%. 600,000, that's the number. Six, 6% of 600,000 gives you $36,000 a year, which is what? $3,000 a month. Mm-hmm. So if you do that, if that's your gap and you need 600,000 saved at a 6% withdrawal rate, that makes it and sets it up so you're only taking the interest off the account. You're never touching the principal. I like that. Yep. So and if you don't need 3,000 a month, if you just need 1,000 bucks a month, that's 12,000 annually. That means you need two, 200,000 saved up. To be wow. able to give you that thousand dollar month in gap filler, I mean, you make it sound so simple, and I guess in reality it is. But you've got to have the discipline to put that plan together and then to to live within it. Well, so now if if you haven't saved up the the number that you need saved up to fill that gap, then you're going to sit down and we're going to figure this out. How much do you need to set aside every month, every year, you know, between now and the time you retire to make this work to okay. get to that number. Plus, All right. you know, assume growth and that type of thing. Sure. All right. So, there, so there's myth number one. Here's another one, and I like this one, uh, and I've read this time and time again. You only have to have 70 to 80% of your pre-retirement expenses, and that's just not so. I mean, I want 100 or 110%. That, that, that's a total myth. You, your expenses do not go down to 70 or 80% after you, after you retire. I'm sorry. I mean, you you look at your bills and the, and the property taxes, and even if everything's paid off, you've got just the basics. As I said, that's why it's important, Steve, what I just talked about, getting to the basic budget plus lifestyle, you know, the desired lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a different number, and you're going to find that your income need is not going to be um, less than or 70 or 80% of. Where it's going to be 70, 80% is after somebody passes away, if you're married to have a partner. When that happens, your expenses drop to 70 or 80%. But but point there is they don't cut, get cut in half when somebody dies either. Right. So that's a myth as well. All so right. They, you want to pay attention to that. Your, your expenses do not go down. And in fact, you want to pay attention to having inflation built into your income because actually you're, if you look at the cost of living, ask go ask your spouse who, who goes grocery shopping. Or if you go grocery shopping, ask, ask yourself- 
Are you seeing prices go up or oh are you seeing gosh. prices go down? Every week, I swear. <laughs> oh, yeah. So my point is, it's not going to be cheaper when you retire. It's going to be more expensive, especially the longer you live. It's You're talking about building inflation. There's, there's a lot here that goes, but that's a myth for sure, that the expenses will go down when you retire. And I like this one too. It's, this is a myth. All you need to do is max out your 401k to save for retirement. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah. That, wow. I is, wish is it were that, that simple. Are you going to leave your 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 future retirement time frame to that one idea that you're just going to max out your 401k and not pay attention? Of course, of course not. Um, you, you maxing out is not going to hurt you, by the way. But if you max it out and all of a sudden you're not in the right investments and then you lose some of those investments to to the you know the being in the wrong investments uh, or too much risk, that's not going to work for you either. So that gets to having that advisor that you can call up and lean in on and. I can't tell you how many people, Steve, that come in and they're clients and they don't have some of these accounts with me because they're younger, let's say, or, or maybe they're at a place uh, where they can't move them yet. And so they ask me all the time, hey, can you look at this and, and give me some pointers, some advice? I can't go move that for them because I don't manage that unless they're part of the, one of the 401ks at the companies I manage, obviously. But that's a different story. I can help them allocate and reallocate. But I can give advice and recommendations on where they're at with their current 401k and give them and that that's free advice. They they're actually going to take that back and take my advice and hopefully make some changes. But that's part of what I do. Yeah. Well, and again, but these are so these are all things that I you know people you know you people you work with whatever you kind of have these conversations and and then I like this one too. It's, it's uh, here's another myth: haven't saved enough for retirement. Oh, just keep working. It's okay. You know, it's 80, 85, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, you know, it, it's funny. It reminds me of that commercial. I haven't seen it in a long time um, where they had the 85-year-old guy, firefighter that had the hose that it was blowing him all over the place and he <laughs> couldn't control it. And the fact that they, they were painting a picture that he was still working because he had to because he was trying to make some extra money and, and make ends meet. And the myth here is if you haven't saved enough, just keep working. That might not be the, the real thing here. Getting back to my first point and the first myth, if you model out on a whiteboard, on a piece of paper in front of you and, and look at budget need, look at your fixed incomes, look at the gap, and then figure out what amount of money you, you, you might need saved up. If you're doing that correctly with the right strategy and the right percentage of withdrawal, you, sometimes you're going to find that you don't have to work anymore and you've saved enough money. My point is that myth of needing a million dollars, that's not a reality for a lot of people. Maybe the reality is they need two, three, or 400,000. And, and then again, do you have it already? Maybe you do. You just haven't laid out the right, correct plan yet to give you enough comfort that you can retire. Well, Kevin, I'll tell you what, if let's help folks lay out that right plan. That's something that you love doing every day. And, and let's invite folks to call right now. Let's do it. For the next 10 people who call us right now, we're going to offer a complimentary financial review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit. It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so that you can make the best decisions for yourself moving forward. We found that most people don't have a true understanding of three basic things. They don't know how much money they're paying in fees and commissions. And they don't know how much unnecessary risk they're taking with their nest eggs. And they don't understand the tax implications of their retirement savings. We will sit down with you and help you understand all of those issues. Many of our radio listeners who go through this process eventually become clients, but others don't. This process isn't designed to turn every listener into a client. It's just an extension of the education that we try to offer on the show. But we can't give specific advice for your unique situation on the radio. So this is an opportunity for you to get answers to some of your specific questions 
or maybe even answers to some questions that you didn't even know you needed to be asking. If you call right now and you're one of the next 10 callers, not only will you get a financial review and second opinion package worth $499, but when you come in, you also get a copy of this brand new hot off the press special report that Coach Pete just released for radio listeners only. It's called the Retirement Alpha. It's a nine-page special report about building a solid retirement in a zero-interest environment. Now, keep in mind, folks, the review alone is worth $499, but this report is invaluable and could save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars in taxes through retirement. So, for the next 10 callers, we'll make some time in our calendar to visit with you and give you this complimentary financial roadmap. All right, folks, here it is. This is a great opportunity to to get that financial roadmap together. I mean, we just went through a whole bunch of myths about retirement, generally speaking. And again, uh, your retirement is not generally speaking. Your retirement is about you. And Kevin and the team can help create a plan that is about you. It's a chance to get a true, practical financial review. So give us a call, 800-998-5649. The next 10 callers get that comprehensive financial review, plus all the extras that go along with it, the portfolio x-ray the social security analysis all coming for you Uh, no cost no obligation sit down and then when you walk out you will have in your hand that roadmap that we talk about the guide that's going to help get you to where you need to be and where you want to be when it comes to retirement 800-998-5649 again 800-998-5649 when we come back we'll continue our version of mythbusters retirement edition this time it's social security myths There are a lot of components to your retirement, and it certainly can seem overwhelming. It's time to establish a partnership with a professional who can provide you with a written plan, the proper strategies, and then be there with you along the way. That's Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. If your employer offers a match of your 401k contribution, Be sure to at least contribute enough to qualify for 100% of that matching contribution. For example, an employer may offer to match 100% of your 401k contribution up to 5% of your income. Suppose your income is $100,000. 5% of that is, of course, $5,000. In this scenario, you would be giving up $5,000 a year of free money if you don't contribute to your 401k to get that match. A Roth 401k is funded with after-tax income, and this is becoming a popular option as companies begin offering them. But whichever you choose, a Roth or a traditional 401k, find out how much your employer will match and be sure you don't leave money on the table by not putting in enough to qualify for the 100% match. If your boss called you into his office and offered a tax-free raise, what would you say? No? When you ignore the company match, you are essentially turning down a tax-free raise. It's free money. No matter what, you need to contribute enough to get the full company match. This is the bare minimum. And we are back on the Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sodal. Kevin is uh, president of Frisbee and Associates, a fiduciary, and uh, so much more, author of that great little book called Every Dime Every Day. And uh, so our Mythbusters <laughs> continues. Last segment, we talked a lot about sort of broad generalities of, of what, what people talk about when it comes to retirement. So we got rid of that. 
This time, let's talk Social Security because, boy, there's a lot of misinformation and just bad information and, let's just call it myths, about Social Security. What do you think? Yeah, there's a lot of misinformation or people not understanding some of these points about Social Security and what's going on. And I'll make a little side note about Social Security is uh, I have a lot of people say to me, hey, you know, I'm going to take Social Security now and collect it while it's still there. Before COVID-19, we were Social Security was fully funded until 2033. Mm-hmm. And they've taken four years off of that and said now Social Security is fully funded until 2029. I don't know why that is. I don't. He- I didn't hear anybody say that they rated the Social Security coffers because they've already been rated by the politicians yes. with a primary series note. So how they calculate that in, I have no idea. But my point in telling you that is they're going to make some changes, some of the tax rules and chain, uh, tax rates and all that kind of thing. They may make it means-based. If you don't know what means-based is, that means if you go to apply for a student loan and let's say you want to go to school, they're going to look at your assets before you give you any grants towards uh, you know paying for college. And that's a means-based test. They, they look at assets and income and those type of things. So if that ever happens, there's going to be some people that are going to be surprised that they're not going to have as much Social Security collecting as what they had originally been promised, wow. which poses a potential problem for potential retirees looking to settle into a comfortable retirement. So with that means testing, that would affect only people that are filing now, not people that have already filed. Yeah, I or, or, or that, don't you know? I mean, I guess yeah, we don't know. That. I, obviously, I don't know that. Um, I, I'm going to guess that they will grandfather the people that have already filed. Uh, I can't imagine that they change the rules midstream. But you know what? We have a crazy world, and these crazy politicians they can make rule changes whenever they decide. It seems like <laughs> it um, sure seems like you that, know. Yeah. So I. I don't want to speak for what what they potentially might do. You know what I mean? Well, but it's and, but it's good to think about that that aspect of it. I mean, that kind of a change could be on the horizon. That gets to one of the myths on Social Security. Social Security will cover my income needs. Well, that's a big myth because what I just said is, if you go go to a means based testing, you're going to be in a point. Let's say if you have assets, you might not get the full amount that you had expected. And Social Security wasn't designed to cover all your income needs anyway. No. It was designed to be a crutch to be about thirty three percent of your income need. So. Again, the burden of of, uh, of survivability here is on the people, and more so now that pensions have become a thing of the past. So if you are out there listening to the show thinking Social Security is going to cover your retirement needs, you better think twice about that and get a better handle on your plan because that's not going to be the case, especially if you have assets. Exactly. And and uh, if this is something, too, uh, another myth is that it's better to take Social Security benefits early. Boy, I can't tell you how many people have told me that over the years. Yeah, that's that's a big myth. And and here's the thing. It has to be a, a tailored discussion and decision of when to take Social Security. And I have these conversations all the time with people, whether they're married or not, doesn't matter. And and by the way, I do something called, I have software that's called a Social Security Planning Report, where I can lay out two, three, or four strategies of when people come in and lay out a plan to figure out when's the best time for them to collect Social Security. And some of the detail that goes into that, that decision is this. Do you have a pension? Are you married? Does your spouse have a pension? How much money have you saved up for retirement in retirement accounts, 403Bs, 401Ks, those type of things? When do you decide you want to retire? Are you going to retire before full retirement? All of those are factors, Stephen, in plugging in to the Social Security planning report to figure out when's the best time to take Social Security. There's something called a break-even analysis. That says that if it doesn't make sense to wait to collect, now somebody that's come in I can paint a picture of one of my clients that they both work in a paper mill, both have good pensions, which is unusual, by the way, that two people in a household have a good pension. 
and they both have Social Security, both want to retire early, as early as possible. Mm -hmm. I've recommended in a lot of situations like that, that they collect Social Security early at 62 if they're retired. And and then, again, the break-even point is about 80 years old for a married couple. Does it make sense to wait? Are you going to live, or, or both of you going to live past 80 years old? I don't know. No, nobody really knows. God willing, you get 18 years in front of you. A lot, a lot of life happens in 18 years. Yeah. Versus, I've had conversations with people that come in and say, I'm 66 years old. I'm thinking about taking my Social Security. I'm still going to work part-time. Does it make sense? And then my conversation might be, if they haven't saved enough money, maybe it's better to wait to take Social Security because you get an 8% increase every single year you wait to collect, plus the cost of living adjustment. Sure. So it's going to help you better on the other side if you wait because you're going to need that money down the road because you haven't saved really enough money to be able to supplement the Social Security. So, so then, I've had okay, go ahead. conversations on both spectrums, Steve. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, one of the other things we talk about in, in terms of Social Security is when to claim, obviously. And you know, for a long time, 65 was the year. All right, well, I'll turn 65, and that's what I'm going to get Social Security, and that's that. Yeah. And that, I mean, again, there's a lot more around it than that. There is, and, and now... 65 is is now not the full Social Security age for people retiring right now. It's anywhere between 66 and 67. If you're born after 1960, everybody's 67. If you're born before 1960, you can shave off, uh, you know, for part for a year. Let's say you can shave off a, a couple months of that. So it might be 66 and six months. Mm -hmm. So if you're still working, you don't want to collect Social Security before then because you're going to be penalized if you have good earnings. You know, if you go above that that earnings threshold, so there's a lot that goes into this. You're right, and uh, the uh, you don't have to go. Well, the myth is you have to go to the Social Security office to apply, and people are going, "Oh gosh, I don't want to go in there." <laughs> but th that's not true. It's not true. So that is a myth. You do not have to do that. If you like to do the face-to-face -face interaction, you can do that. Obviously, that's still available. I would recommend you make an appointment and do, don't do a walk-in. Um, but you can go online if you want to file for Social Security and go find out what your benefits are. I would recommend you do this anyway. And if, if you're younger than 60, they really stop sending. Remember, we used to get the statements oh, every, every year. Yeah. Every earning statement. It's part of the so Paper much. Reduction Act. They stopped that. So if you're born, if you're 60 years old or higher, they're going to start sending them every year. If you're younger than 60, they only send them once every five years. But the best way for you to keep, keep an eye on this is go set up your own account with Social Security. Go to ssa.gov slash my account, set up your account, and you can see everything there. And that's good too, because you want to pay attention to your earnings history making sure all your earnings, whoever you've been working for, have been inputted into the Social Security system so that it, you know, if it's something missing, you want to pay attention to that and get it fixed because it's going to affect your, your potential future Social Security payment. Of course. And, and so another uh, Social Security myth is, uh, well, once I start getting Social Security, I just can't work. Yeah, that's a big myth. And, and nowadays with people that do end up doing part-time work when they retire, if you retire before your full retirement age, and if you don't know when your full retirement age is, go look it up. It'll tell you on the uh, the report that you find on ssa.gov. If uh, if you if you earlier than your full retirement age, you're allowed to make for 2020 uh, eighteen thousand two hundred forty dollars a year. Okay, it's above fifteen forty a month. You're allowed to make that and not have any penalty on your Social Security for every two dollars above that you you have for earnings above that eighteen two forty. You're penalized a dollar of social security earnings. So you get to just watch that and pay attention to it. And sometimes people make that as a perfect retirement because now they think, all right, I'm going to go collect social security. Great. And then I'm going to be able to go work part-time and not affect. So they actually can take a step back and, and go into semi-retirement. 
Well, once the people, once you reach your full retirement age, you don't have to worry about that, right? That's correct. Once you reach uh, your full retirement age, the earnings limit is gone. You can make a million dollars a year and not pay any taxes. I'm sorry, any penalty on your Social Security. Well, that brings us to the next myth is about taxes and Social Security. And, you know, hey, Social Security is not taxed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> not so That's much. a myth. Yeah. That's right. It was never designed to be taxed. It was set up without having the taxes taken out because FDR said at a fireside chat when he was asked, would this benefit ever be taxed? And he said, absolutely not. And in, you know, FDR is dead and we have new politicians in 1983, Congress voted to start taxing Social Security. Ten years later, 1993, Congress voted to increase the taxes on Social Security. So now we're at a point where are your Social Security benefits taxed? The answer is it depends on your income. And to make the water muddy, it depends on your provisional income, which is not actually your adjusted gross. So there's a formula here. We'll explain it when people come in. I'm not going to get into that right now because right. it can be very confusing. Sure. But are your Social Security benefits taxed? In most cases, the answer is yes, because the, the, the thresholds are only as, well, they're as low as 25000 and 32000 So most people have an income at retirement or above after retirement of, above that. So likely you're going to pay taxes on your Social Security. And this one too, once I start Social Security, I have to continue receiving it. That's a myth. Um, uh, you have a, a one-time do-over mulligan. So what that means is you've got one year to be able to stop and suspend your payments and repay all the money you received in that one year and get a restart. Okay. So you're not stuck uh, if you've done and, and changed. Let's say you retire and all of a sudden you get a, a call nine months from now and you get a really good gig as a consultant you want to go do. You can turn around, stop your Social Security, pay everything back that you've collected for the nine months and go out there and get after it with uh, that new gig. Oh, I like it. Well, folks, if you've got a lot of questions about Social Security, you want to have the, you want to be able to claim at the right time, Kevin and the team would be happy to sit down with you. In fact, why don't we invite folks to call us and do just that? Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. Hey folks, now is your opportunity to sit down with Kevin and the team at Frisbee and Associates and put that financial roadmap together. Let them translate a lot of that complex financial world. And I mean, again, the things that we just went through with Social Security, talking about those myths. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of uh, bad information, misinformation out there. So here is your chance to get a true practical financial review. Call us now, 800-998-5649. The next 10 callers get the comprehensive financial review, showing you where you are today, yes. But most importantly, it does become that roadmap, that guide that can help get you to where you need to be and where you want to be when it comes to retirement. 
800-998-5649. Again, it's 800-998-5649. If you're of the mindset that if you could retire tomorrow, you would, the next segment is just for you. When we come back, some strategies to bump up your retirement date. Nightmare Retirement Consultation. Yeah, no pain, no gain, right? No risk, no reward, right? We're going all risk, see? We're going to put everything you got in the market. You're going to love it. Don't walk. Run from that office and go to your future retirement partner with your best interest in mind, with a retirement plan that includes income and protection, proper distribution of your assets so you can sleep well at night. That's Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee. 800-998-5649. Celebrity Money Mistakes. The name Rockefeller is synonymous with the oil business and big money. John D. was the country's first billionaire and was considered the wealthiest American of all time and the richest person in modern history. But it didn't start that way. He was born into a large family in upstate New York and he was shaped by his conman father and religious mother. His family moved several times before eventually settling in Cleveland, Ohio, and Rockefeller became assistant bookkeeper at the age of 16 and then went into business partnership with Maurice B. Cook and Company and his brothers at the age of 20. Rockefeller formally founded the Standard Oil Company in 1870, and he ran it until 1897. As kerosene and gasoline grew in importance, Rockefeller's wealth soared as he became the richest person in the country, controlling 90% of the oil in the United States at its peak. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled in 1911 that Standard Oil must be dismantled for violation of federal antitrust laws. It was broken up into 34 separate entities that included companies that would become ExxonMobil, Chevron, and others. Individual pieces of the company were worth more than the whole, and as shares of these doubled and tripled in value in their early years, Rockefeller became the country's first billionaire with a fortune worth nearly 2% of the national economy. His peak net worth in inflation-adjusted dollars was estimated at $336 billion in 1913. America's first billionaire was one of the reasons for the creation of the estate tax, which now took 70% upon his death. His heir still had a few bucks left, considering his estate was worth $24 billion inflation-adjusted dollars in the depths of the Great Depression. Rockefeller was also quite the philanthropist, as he was giving away millions of dollars over the course of his life, this generosity began with his first job when he was 16, when his diary shows that he donated 6% of his salary then to his church. The giving continued his entire life. He would give primarily to educational and public health causes, but also for basic science and the arts. He had health problems beginning in the 50s. Rockefeller ultimately died of arteriosclerosis on May 23, 1937, less than two months shy of his 98th birthday. Forbes magazine reports that the Rockefellers are still worth an estimated $11 billion today. Another reason why it's vitally important to meet with a true financial coach who listens to your goals for retirement and legacy planning and can implement a total retirement income plan taking into account all necessary details. 
Hey, we're back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin is president of Frisbee and Associates and a fiduciary. Well, the whole team is a fiduciary team, which is important. And this is something um, who doesn't want to bump up their retirement day, Kevin? I mean, really, when it's all said and done, yeah, tomorrow sounds good to me, but we got to be ready. And there are some things that we have to do to get there. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm smiling when we, uh, I can't wait to get into this segment uh, because this is one of my favorite, favorite things to do with people that come in because they come in and I ask the question, we, we have a great conversation and it's kind of a little fact finder thing when people come into the office and get to know each other. And then I always ask people, well, what are your thoughts on retiring and when? And when people say to me yesterday or as soon as possible, that gets me my wheels turning because now I'm like on a mission because now again, it's so fun for me to be able to bring a time period to say, Hey, you know what? You've done all the heavy lifting. You've done a great job. This is how we build a model when we jump on a whiteboard and kind of lay out your strategy and your plan. And then if it works, and I've done this many times with people saying you could retire technically today, right now, because you've got enough money saved up based on your model, based on your budget, based on fixed incomes, based on social security, based on whatever. And then everything you do above and beyond today is extra. And when I can lay that out as a plan, you could see the relief on people's face and their, 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 uh, when they go to work the next day, let's just say they work, uh, they, they go to work with, uh, uh, a little, you know, a shoulders back, uh, grin, you oh, know what yeah. I mean? Because the next person that comes up to them and gives them, you know, a line of BS at work, they're like in their mind, you know, I, I don't have to be here today. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's a good feeling. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, what a great part of your job is, to, you know, for people to come in thinking, well, I'm not ready. I don't know if I'm ready. For you to be able to tell them, hey, you can make it happen. I mean, that's, that's right. I mean, what a, what a great job for you. I mean, what a great it, it, joy it, it is. It's very, very rewarding. So how do we do that? And again, we, we've touched on, uh, on another show. We've, we talk about this model all the time. It really starts with budget. If you can okay. cut your spending... Meaning when I talk about cutting spending, the last thing I want people to do is cut their lifestyle. I'm talking about, uh, don't get me wrong. I want you to keep your lifestyle within your budget, but I want you to cut your debt. That's when I talk about cutting spending. How do we get rid of the debt that you might be servicing, if any? And I'm talking about credit card debt, vehicle payments, those type of things. Mm -hmm. If you've got a mortgage, it's not the end of the world. So again, how do we cut your annual, annual spending? That means cut, cutting out as much debt as we can. Right. And and that is, I mean, that's a big part of your book as well. And in, in terms of every dime every day is that, and that's just getting a handle on your finances. Uh, if you need to start from, you know, start from scratch, it's a great way to go. Well, I, I have these conversations all the time, Steve. I had a client in here doing a review and she run up some credit card debt again. She had about, not a lot, $15,000 in credit card debt, but she was struggling with making those payments because she thought she could retire full time. And now she's finding she needs to go back and, and get some part-time work because she, she just life happens, right? She ended up all of a sudden waking up one day and she had $15,000 in, in credit card debt that she had accumulated over the last year. So <clears throat> I said, listen, you need to go cut some of this stuff out. You need to go readjust this. But also I said, you need to go find a part-time job because if you don't do that, you're treading water right now with your budget need and what we've laid out here. And you're always going to tread water and be concerned and, and really never be able to catch up on that credit card. Because even though you're paying maybe $100 or $150 a month extra, the amount of interest she was paying was was basically the interest, the extra she was paying. So she was never never really catching up and getting that debt down. Point being here is it was $500 a month she was putting towards that credit card. 
And so you talk about how much money do you need saved up in a retirement account to create $500 a month in income, $6,000 a year. That's $100,000 wow. using a 6% withdrawal model. Yeah. So point being is watch your debt, cut your spending by, by eliminating your debt. And if you need to, go work a supplemental job in your field or someplace else that you always wanted to do. Earn a little bit of extra income if need be to get that debt paid off. And that was my recommendation to her, literally. And she's been a client several years. I said, listen, I, my, my recommendation is going to be, obviously, watch what you're putting on that credit card from here up. But I think you need to go find something to work part-time, part a couple, three days a week. And, uh, and she's young. She's only 67. It was, it would, she, she agreed. And she's going to go do that. And I'm, I'm sure she will. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, right now, it's probably as good a time as any to, to get like a part-time gig. I mean, people... I think people don't want to work, but they, so I think there are opportunities. At least I, you know, I go to a place like a grocery store and they're always looking for people. Yeah. You know what? Don't worry about what your friends think. If you've been, you know, barking up saying you're going to retire and you could retire and all that kind of thing. And all of a sudden life changes and you have to go back. Sometimes people go back just for something to do. Right. They're not going back to, to, you know, to get the extra money, but the, the extra money is going to help. And in this case, she needed to do it just to go back and get some extra money. Don't worry about what are people what are people going to say. Don't yeah. worry about what are people going to think. It's it's to put yourself in a better spot. Right, and one of the other things we talk about too, in terms of of um, you know getting ready for retirement, maybe a little bit earlier, is invest for income. And and what does that mean? What do we say? Invest for income. Well, this is, it means a couple of things to me. And um, if I can explain, maybe the, one of the things it means to me, if if you have investments, and we have. Uh, dividend income portfolios that we have for retirees. It's one of the portfolios we have here that is designed to spit off dividend income. So it could be that you come in, we look at the investment choices, we look at you know what you're trying to do, and it could be saying, hey, our dividend portfolio is paying 5% annual dividends. And that's our target. We, we try to keep the dividend income between 5 and 6% a year from a, from a stock portfolio. So if, we, if that's our goal and you're investing so maybe you have a tactical strategy, but we move some of the money to a dividend strategy because now you're looking to glean that income from it. And if you do that, that means your your individual stocks you have in that dividend portfolio are you're not really you're not taking uh, and selling off those stocks to give you the income. You're actually just taking the dividend uh, payments from those stocks. So you're really not touching the 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 uh, the balance. Sure. And and not selling off the stocks. That's one thing. Okay. The, the other thing is when you're investing for income. And I've had a lot of people uh, come in and ask me this, you know, if they retire, what do they do with maybe put some money into real estate for income purposes? There's a big learning curve here. I'm, I'm well-versed on real estate. We have a lot of rentals ourselves, you know, that we've done for income purposes. So if that's something you want to entertain looking at, let's talk about that. If you've always wanted to look at real estate as an income source, I can guide you along. I've had a lot of experience for a lot of years in real estate. I would caution people that are retirees or, or coming up to retirement, if you're just starting to get into investment real estate, there's a big learning curve here that I, I can shorten up a little bit, but there's still an element of risk. It might not be what you're looking for, but we can talk through that. All right. Fair enough. I like that. And then a lot of folks, when they get to close to retirement, they think, well, hey, this is an opportunity to do this. I've always wanted to you know, have this business or become an entrepreneur. And, and you can do that. And, and a lot of times, that's a good point. A lot of times people have already started that business even before they retired, thinking that they were going to grow that and be more active in that business when they do retire. And I've seen a lot of success stories like that. And it's, and it's actually fun because 
people work for a job and if they, let's say they love their, their profession for decades and they've done it for a lot of years, but all of a sudden they get sick of it. Yeah, they just want a change of scenery and they figure out, hey, I'm good at this. I really have an interest in doing this, whatever that might be. And then start some little uh, cottage type business out of the home, let's say. And all of a sudden you, you say to yourself, hey, I'm going to spend more time when I retire to do this, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And like- all of a sudden- they, they go out and they end up finding themselves spending more time and all of a sudden the business is getting better and getting a little bit bigger and they're making more profit because why? They have more time to spend and focus on and, and, and you know, sell that widget or, you know, do that greenhouse or, you know, knit those sweaters or whatever it is. There's, sure. there's a multitude of things. Start that book club, that bookstore. Uh, there's tons of things that I've seen people do. Right. Um, and it's fun because th- most times that's what they... Uh, just had kind of a passion or some sort of desire to do even before they got done their job. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the other things we haven't even talked about this is, and that is uh, Roth conversions. And depending on where you are in the, in the retirement picture, that can, I mean, obviously be a big boon from a tax standpoint. Yeah, I had a, a client doing a review uh, in here, I don't know, a few weeks ago now. Uh, I love, you know, some of my clients I really like. And this couple just one, he's a fun guy. They come in and she just, uh, you know, she looks at him and he entertains her and it's just fun to watch. And he comes and says, Kev, uh, heard you and the Colonel, which is Lance Gilman, retired Lieutenant Colonel, <laughs> yeah. one of our advisors here, heard you and the Colonel on, on, uh, on one of the shows a couple of weeks ago talking about Roth conversions. And I've been listening and I think I need to really pay attention and, and start focusing on doing that because you've been talking about it, but I haven't listened to you yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and this is, it's just fun for me. So I said, listen, yeah, I think I think it's a good idea. I've been I've been saying it for a while, and and why don't we come back and have you come back in around November? In this case, we're going to do another review with him in November, with them in November. I said, come back in November so we can look at your annual income and then figure out what and drill it down right to the dollar, how much we can convert during this tax year and take advantage of that. Because now, in this case, they were he's seventy six and she's going to be eighty coming up, and. They didn't have to take their minimum distributions this year because those were waived. Right. So now their income changed, which means we can convert even more money this year. Nice. So they're, they're on board. Yeah, let's look at converting Roth IRAs if it, if it fits your situation. All right, folks, if you were wondering about the Roth conversions or any other ways that you want to expedite your retirement, why don't you give Kevin a call? Great idea, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. Hey, folks, here it is. It's an opportunity that, uh, you know, you get a financial roadmap. Help Kevin and the team can help put that together for you. Translate a lot of complex financial world into something that just makes sense. So here is that chance to get a true practical financial review. So important to get that second opinion. 
Start with that phone call to 800-998-5649. We'll take the next 10 callers right now for that comprehensive financial review, plus all the extras, no cost, no obligation. And you find out, yes, this is where I am today. But more importantly, it becomes that roadmap, that guide that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Up next, questions from listeners and more. We'll be right back. such a blow to invest in it right now it takes courage to face up to things like volatile markets and wall street money traps if you're worried unsure or losing sleep about your money do something about it call kevin frisbee at 800-998-5649 again that's 800-998-5649 Celebrity Money Mistakes. Adam Yauch, a.k.a. MCA, or Neanderthal Hornblower, is probably best known as the founding member of the Beastie Boy. He was also a film director and human rights activist. He was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. The Beastie Boys, a hip-hop trio, released their first album on Def Jam Records when Yauch was 22. The Beastie Boys sold 40 million records worldwide by 2010. In April 2012, the group was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yauch was inducted in absentia because of illness. In 2009, he was diagnosed and unsuccessfully treated for a cancerous parotid gland and a lymph node. Yauch died at age 47. In May of 2012, he left behind a wife and daughter. In his last will and testament, the Beastie Boy scribbled a note on his will that prohibited the use of his music in commercials. But handwritten wishes on a will often lead to complications. The phrasing might not actually protect the work. His net worth was estimated at about $75 million at the time of his death. This is just another reason why it's vitally important to meet with a true financial coach who listens to your goals for investment and legacy planning and can implement a total retirement income plan, including assessing your will, your trust, powers of attorney, and reviewing all beneficiary designations. We're back on Financial Safari. It's the last segment, and that means we've got questions from listeners. That's all, you know, again, Kevin has said this is one of his favorite parts. Mine, too. By the way, Kevin Frisbee, president of Frisbee and & Associates. And I don't think we talked about it today, but I'd like to remind folks that the seminars are on the horizon. I mean, this show, uh, is, I mean, it's August already, for goodness sake. Yep. Seminars are on the horizon. Um, we, again, we're, we're tentatively having scheduled locations. We'll probably announce them in the next week or two, Steve. Okay. Scheduled for starting in September. All right, that's and, good news. Um, I'm I'm waiting to announce it because I want to be sure that we're clear to go. Right. Well, and again, anything can happen, and we'll certainly keep you up to date. Uh, FrisbeeBenefits.com is where you can find a lot of information, not necessarily about the seminars, but just about Kevin and 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 the team. And and that's a great website. You you you, know, you do such a great job at keeping it up to date, keeping it fresh. That content's always moving. I you know I use it as a resource. Yeah. Let me let me uh, talk a little bit about the website before we get into uh, uh, listening to questions. Mm -hmm. 
Um, if you go to the website, I, we just got back. Uh, I took three people, uh, took Jeff Chushan, Chris Parnell, and Rick George, who uh, both of those guys are Medicare guys. And then Jeff Chushan's an investment advisor here for his been associates. Took them all down to Charlotte, North Carolina to the uh, PBS studio where we do our TV shows. Okay. And so we did six brand new shows. Uh, they're posted on the website currently. So now we, we're up to 24 TV shows we've done in the last six months. So if you want to go watch some of the shows that haven't even aired on TV, um, they're there. All right. And uh, you can watch us. We get 30-minute shows. They're, they're great entertainment, um, great information. And then also, as you said, Steve, we send an email to all our clients in our Blue Lease software on Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. about all their accounts and how they, the accounts did for the week. In addition to that, we send a weekly newsletter to all the clients with a market update and market conditions. All those newsletters are on our website, and you can go look at the past newsletters and read kind of our philosophies and what's going on and the education approach we're bringing to our clients. It's very robust. Frisbeebenefits.com. That's F-R-I-S-B-I-E benefits.com. Check it out. And uh, all right, let's jump into a couple of questions here while we have time. Uh, Edward is uh, has checked in from Wyndham. He says, I'll turn 70 years old mid-2021. Then plan to collect uh, Social Security. As I am still working, he's self-employed. Will my income impact the calculation of my benefit? Great question, Edward. And uh, yes, it will. And so what, what's going to happen is you're going to start collecting Social Security and assuming you still stay running your business as a self-employed person, you're still going to be paying uh, self-employment tax and Social Security tax, basically. So that will go to calculate in the mix of your future Social Security benefits. So it will impact. It won't be huge impact on on big increases in your social security but it definitely goes to your benefit okay all right well edward if you want to know some more give us a call 800-998-5649 we've got ross in newport uh and he wants to know why does a bond value why does a bond lose value due to government interest rate increases and advancing market conditions he's been paying attention he has and i'm on a i did this on last week's show i'm pretty sure um so let's give uh let, ross let's give you a visual Take your your arms and hold them straight out in the air. Okay. And if you put bonds in one hand and you put government interest rates in the other hand and look at it like a teeter-totter on a playground, if the interest rates go down, what happens to the teeter-totter? The bond prices go higher. If the interest rates go higher, to answer your, your question, what happens to the bond prices or bond values? They go down. If a bond is basically a piece of debt, that you're purchasing from a, a municipality or a company or something like that. And so what happens is that debt typically has a maturity. A bond has a maturity date. A lot of times the bonds are 20 and 30 years. And so if you think you're going to hold that bond for 20 or 30 years, well, if you sell it at the end of the term, it's going to be at the same value at the minimum. So you're guaranteed that value is when, as long as the, the debt or the company or municipality stays in business. By the way, that's a little caveat to that. But it will pay you back what you initially put into that without having any worry of loss. But if you're looking to cash that out within the 20 or 30-year window, depending on when that bond matures, you're at the risk and mercy of interest rates, which if being all-time low right now, likely could go higher in the future, which means bonds aren't going to be as safe as what people think they might be. Okay. So, I mean, the bond market in general, I, we've talked about this before. You know, we're talking at, at super low and, and almost negative. Yeah, so you look at the long-term interest rates that the U.S. government's put out there in the treasury market, and uh, we're going towards negative. And some of the six-month uh, away rates are negative rates, the short term. So bonds still should perform well in a 
in a low interest environment. But again, we're at an all time low in interest rates. How long are they going to stay low? Right. I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. All right, Ross, there you go. Uh, 800-998-5649. Clyde is in Guilford. And uh, this is an interesting question. He says, I'm a dual citizen, British and U.S., I've lived and worked in the U.S. for nearly four years. I'm 61 years old at the moment and have 14 credits for Social Security. I'll contribute in the next four years to make a total of 30. Can I add Social Security credits after I am 65 years old to make 40 credits by continuing to work those extra years? Yeah, of course. I mean, as long as you're still working, you're going to add uh, potentially those four credits per year. Um, and by the way, they used to do it by quarters. And that rule has gone away. They actually do it by credits, which means it goes by the amount earned. And they did this because of seasonal workers. Okay. If uh, a lot of people, if the seasonal workers made their money, let's say if they were um, uh, working on farms and those type of things, uh, or, or waitresses and waiters uh, during a busy travel season, what well, not this year, but you know, in, in past times in the state of sure. Maine, yes, um, the, a lot of the earnings were during the summer time frame. Let's say so they would count the total earnings as instead of doing quarters. Okay. Um, so yes, uh, Clyde, to answer your question, if you continue to work uh, another handful of years and bump that to 40 credits or 40, you know, uh, call them credits now, we used to call quarters, you'll, you'll be able to qualify for your 40 credits and, uh, and get your full benefits. So the dual citizenship thing, that really doesn't even play a role, does it? I've had a lot of people come in here and have pensions from uh, either the UK or Australia. I've got clients that are from really all over the world that do this or Canada. And they have pensions because they paid their price and time over in those particular countries, but come over here and take advantage of. And, uh, and I've actually have, uh, I have one client that's got three different countries. They've got two pension or social security type pensions coming from those countries. And they're working on their U.S. social security to get their third so-called pension. I like that. Huh. But mm -hmm. I mean, that seems like a smart thing to do if you are dual citizenship, dual citizen like that, I guess. As long as you get the time to get the time in on both sides. Well, yes. That's true. Yeah. Okay. 800-998-5649. And uh, let's go. Georgie uh, is in green. She says, uh, I'm retired and have a portfolio with 40% stocks and 60% bonds using U.S. and international index funds. Now, due to market volatility, I'm considering investing in an index annuity with 25 to 30% of my investment funds, is an indexed annuity a good idea to include in a retirement portfolio? Well, thanks for writing in, Georgie. Um, the, the, the general answer is, is going to be maybe, and that might be. <laughs> yeah, I get <laughs> might, it. Might not be exactly the answer you're looking for, but I say maybe for this reason. I'm a fan of index annuities if, if it fits, if it's a solution brought to the table not as a, uh, you know, sold something for, you know, some sort of reason. Um, I'd be careful of the index annuity company. Let's look at the company, make sure they have the best plan available. Um, don't uh, go buy an index annuity from somebody that just represents a one index annuity company. That's a, that's a mistake. There's a couple of them out there. Um, you want it somebody that uh, is, is, can go to the market as a fiduciary and find something that best fits you. This is where it comes in where a lot of the insurance only people can offer these index annuities, but they are not fiduciary licensed advisors. So they can't offer a multitude of different things. They might be insurance only and offer a bunch of insurance companies annuities, but they can't go offer managed money as well. So they're only going to pitch an index annuity or some sort of annuity as a solution. And that's not the right thing to do either. So just I'm just bringing up the caution, Georgie, because 
it's a maybe for me. You're going to make sure that you're picking the right index annuity. And is it the right strategy to put 25 or 30%? I'm not quite sure unless we sat down and, and had that discussion. So insurance only, if that's what if that's what the broker is. So they 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 are limited in terms of what they can actually do, aren't aren't they? To- totally limited. I started out as an insurance only. Okay. Um, be- before I realized that that wasn't the right thing to do for my clients, and went and got securities licensed, and and now got my fiduciary license. So I could see from the beginning if I was insurance only, I couldn't do what was right for my clients. I was out there working for an insurance company or, or several insurance companies. And just offering up because I couldn't offer anything else up because I, my license restricted me. Okay. So a lot of people don't know that. Again, if they, they, they might give business to somebody because it was, uh, you know, a friend of a family or, or something like that, not realizing that, um, you know, that, that person wasn't securities licensed. They couldn't offer okay. a multitude of investment choices. All right. So again, you being a fiduciary firm and independent, you've got, you've got everything more or less. Everything and and that's that it's important to know that it might be just investments we're looking at for people and that's okay. It might be an insurance product somebody's looking for, that's okay too. But but I have the ability and all of us here for Frisbee Associates have the ability to talk about all of it. All right, uh, I like that. And and folks, uh, again, if you Georgie, if you want eight hundred nine nine eight five six four nine, maybe get some clarification on that one. And uh, but right now though, let's go ahead and open up our phone lines one last time today, Kevin. Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. Folks, here it is, your last opportunity today to give Kevin a call and to sit down and put that financial roadmap together. Uh, let the team at Frisbee & Associates translate that complex financial world. And again, it can get pretty complicated pretty quickly. It's a true practical financial review. Take advantage of it by making that phone call, 800 998 5649. You'll get the comprehensive financial review showing you where you stand today, yes. But most importantly, it does become that roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. Call 800 998 5649. Again, 800 998 5649. Kevin, these shows go by so quickly, and it's one of my favorite hours of the week to just spend it and, and talk about retirement with you. They fly by because we have so much to talk about every week. And, uh, you know, I always look forward to the weekend shows. I more so look forward to the calls that come in. So if you get a call from a uh, number you don't recognize, we're going to probably uh, return the calls from the show within an hour of the show winning. And I look forward to having those conversations. All right. And we will look forward to seeing you back here next week, folks, uh, with new topics, new questions right here and on Financial So Far. Coach P Radio.
Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.